we are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage and we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety live. Coming soon. Imagine if you're still on the smash Sunday morning, your missus is up, you're on the couch, she's playing Tiger with the kids. Fuck off! Get out, leave me alone! You know what I mean? But now you're looking after your missus, you're looking after, that's life to me. That's life. And again, if people do enjoy the club scene, good on them. But there is other fun out there, Dan, and you're a product of that. I love that. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host with the most, but I don't mean to boast. I'm a bit of a fridge freezer, lemon squeezer, Ebenezer, do you please, a mascot visa, Hachu, sneezer, a bit of a leaning tower of pizza, bit of a deep pan pizza, Julius Caesar, some people would say a little bit of a lady pleaser in a previous life. <laughs> Enough about me. Let me introduce you to my co-host. Now, this guy is off his nut today. He's had two espressos, two double espressos, and he's drinking a can of Red Bull. He is ADHD personified. Uh, you can pay online for pictures of his Corey. It is Kirk Norcross. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're going uh, to have to stop plugging my OnlyFans. I know. Well, did you, did you think, oh, can we tighten this no, up a little bit? It's no, just, oh, it's just getting loose. Um, did, have, you had any, have you had any more uh, sort of subscribers since uh, last, last week's episode? Any? Yes, uh, I've had more females this time. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that would be my audience yeah. coming across to you. Thank you very Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. We're off. How many seconds? Mate, I'll tell you what, sitting down here for five minutes before, I mean, well, it's more like 20 minutes while John got sorted out. Oh, Sorry. By the way, welcome, John. He's got a light hey, on him. John. John. Hey. There's John. How are you feeling, John? Tell us about your life. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Um, had a nice week. Read a lot of you guys' comments. A lot of people are getting a lot of help from this show. Having a yeah. good time working on projects. We've got some good feedback on our film we're making. Yeah, oh, times. it's good, isn't it? Yeah, man. Good. You're, yeah. you're all in that inbox. Anything weird going on in that inbox? Um, Some dick pics from a guy called Kirk. Oh, yeah, know. he's yeah. promoting them. Sorry, him. Sorry. yeah. 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 Uh, John, move that lead near the camera. It's just um, blurring your sex. Well, let's, let's get it up. Let's have a look. There we go. There we go. Oh, uh, there he is. Oh, look, look at that close up. Oh, oh for yeah. those of you that are listening, um, John looks like, how would you describe John? John's like a mixture between, uh, he's just like Ben Affleck on crack. Like, uh, like a less successful Ed Miller band, I'd say. John, John, <laughs> John, to me, there's there's two kinds of a typical British looking man. You have yeah. the Ray Winston kind of kind <laughs> of rugged. Yeah, that's or me. You have your Hugh Grant, very yeah. not Hugh Edwards. He doesn't do that. No. Well, <laughs> he's he spent less on nudes all right um yeah we had an interesting little chat before uh before the, the podcast started we we covered a lot of subjects that yes. we can't cover on the podcast so we'll put them to bed and let me find out about i'll take talking to bed actually mm. uh me and you had a funny week this week we both because me and kirk talk from uh, every couple of days we check in on each other and i had one of these weeks where there was a couple of things that i happened that i really overthought I really suffer bad with overthinking. I know you do. Yeah. Suffer really bad with overthinking. It was someone I'd contacted didn't contact me back for a long time. And I thought I'd, you know, I thought, oh, what have I done? Da -da 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 -da. Like yeah. yeah, and I really overthought it. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Interest rates are, are putting a bit of strain on on the family in mm -hmm. regard, you know, I've got to, I've got to make some decisions with my house and that, you know. I I stupidly bought the biggest house I fucking could. Um, and the money, the money now is did and all these things are playing into it, you know, a little bit of stress here, stress there. And working out every morning, and then Friday, I I, I was speaking to you, and I was like, "Yeah, I just fucking binged hard on like went and bought like loads of chocolates and sweets, and then went and got back into bed." Yeah, and um, and then I spoke I, to you, and you've done you exactly the same thing. I wasn't going to tell anyone because it sounds silly. I've been on a real strict diet at the moment. Yeah, um, I've lost just over a stone doing a keto diet, so no carbs, no sugar, and um, the craving went for ages. And yeah, there was not one thing that ticks it off. Just a little. A lot of boredom, too much time on my own, getting inside my own head. And yeah. I, it was just like, so how I used to be with drugs, like, yeah. fuck it, I've got to do it. Yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I went downstairs. I've literally, I've got, we're, obviously we've got kids, so we've always got some, yeah. some crisps, some chocolate, and I've just binged on everything. And it was, my addiction is addiction like everything. So if I was going to get on, on Coke, yeah, I would do a lot of it. I'm like, right, I'm getting it. I'm doing loads of it. And then that was, so if I do one ticket of Coke, I'll be like, 
right, might as well. I've done it now. Might as well get loads. Mm. I'm in it for the long haul. So I think I picked up a crisp and chocolate bar. The minute I ate them, when I was on my diet and I knew I'd ruin my diet. I thought, I fuck was, it. Fuck it. Let's eat it. That's it. I'm yeah. ordering McDonald's that night, Uber the lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a really weird, it's a really weird thing. And I, I've got a feeling that it's ADHD um, as well, because mm. we're very, we're uh, people with ADHD are in a dopamine deficit and yeah. we get, I get, I get, I feel like I get hits from coffee now. Yeah. I'm definitely addicted to Costa coffees, man. I'm on yeah. one a day, two a day, every so morning. So Daniel, do you have ADHD or ADD? Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Right, yeah. So a lot of people, me too. So I've had a load of people in my comments because I do a lot of things about ADHD. But if you watch my whole history, yeah. I've always spoke about ADHD. I got diagnosed when I was 10. Yeah. Uh, when I left primary school to go into secondary school, the teachers just said, um, we'd like, it was new then. Yeah. Half of people didn't believe in it. Still sometimes now. And uh, so ADD is attention deficit, deficit disorder. disorder yeah. So that's just harder to concentrate. But you're like me, attention deficit hyper hyperactivity, hyperactivity disorder. disorder, yeah. And obviously we show it, but um, I do get a bit of stick sometimes. Oh, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I get that as well. I didn't bandwagon? want. I didn't want. What yeah. My benefit. What yeah. my benefit from knowing something but, but, that I struggle to concentrate. Yeah, and I, 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 funnily enough, um, I done a, um, I done, I, I done a video. I put a video out yesterday where uh, me doing stand up comedy, and I said, anyone on stage, anyone being diagnosed, anyone else get diagnosed on TikTok because mm. that's the thing now. People think you know that uh, it's a trend and and all that. Yeah. But that was a good bit. I watched that. Did that's you fun. see that? Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to come along to some of the gigs. Oh, you was at that gig, actually, I think. Was it, that... was, it was the one that heckled, remember? No, I'm joking. <laughs> it was me. No, yeah, that was with your pal that, that done the shooting for me. Oh, that Jake. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm getting... Um, oh, got it. Stick. Yeah. Um, also, the, the comments from the last podcast, amazing. Like, I've had a few people jumping in my inbox. I try to reply to them all, but mm. it is hard to reply to them all. So yeah. anyone that has dropped a message, like to say how many days they're sober or not even sober. People just say, thank you very much. Yeah. Steps have helped. But I had one guy, I read a comment saying, uh, every time I look at Kirk or saying, every time I look at Kirk, I just think he's just done some coke. Like, <laughs> I'm start, can we, honestly, I think we get him from Amazon. Drug test me. So we're here. You do look off your nut. I'm not going to lie. He looks off his nut every <laughs> podcast, but I, I know for, <laughs> that's so, just Kirk, mate. I, the easiest way to know if I've done drugs or not is I won't be on social media. Or you'd be wanking right now. Yeah, yeah, because I, I could always get an erection on coke, which a lot of other fiends were jealous of. Yeah, that's weird because yeah. I, whoever invented coke really fucked that up. Because yeah. it, we're going to give you a drug that makes you horny, have sex. but you can't get a boner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it's like playing pool with a bit of rope, isn't yeah, it? Mine yeah, mine was mine was like a fucking bald man poking his head out of a bush. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I used to stick a finger up my ass just to poke it out. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Well, All right, we start recording now, yeah? <laughs> um, this is just, this, this, someone's give this a bit of coke because we started off like Yeah, it's floppy, just, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get cracker lacking. John, can you tell us what we're doing today, what we're talking about? Absolutely. So today's sobriety topic is um, the role of mental health in addiction and sobriety. So we've already touched a little bit on that. Um, you guys have talked about your ADD. Um, but let's, I guess let's start with, can we try and define, is there some kind of connection between mental illness and addiction and, you know, the kind of personalities that have both? Uh, shall I kick us off? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a, I think that, um, I think that it's, it's a weird one because like, it's like a, it's like a catch 22 because, um, alcohol, drinking alcohol, 100% causes mental health problems, right? And taking drugs causes mental health problems. For years, I was under the impression that I was suffering with um, depression and anxiety, right? Because I, I, I've got a good friend of mine, Michael Snook, and he used to always say it to me. Every fucking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I used to be doing fucking tweets and videos and stuff about, you know, if you're depressed and da da da, da. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was from top of the fucking world. And yeah. my, 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 my mate, Snooky, used to be like, mate, you ain't got, you ain't got depression, mate. You want to come down, right? Yeah. But not just that. I learned, I learned as well through um, doing these podcasts and researching and everything like that, that ultimately what drink, what alcohol does uh, on a smaller scale uh, and cocaine and other drugs do on a bigger scale and what everything does, scrolling through your phone and, and, and eating chocolate and that is releases dopamine, yes. right? When you when you really pressure and, and, and uh, squeeze the dopamine through out of your receptors through drinking alcohol and taking drugs, you get your high. 
when you get your low, obviously you go into a deficit. It's like a pendulum swinging. Remember, I can remember someone telling us this analogy on the podcast before. It's like a pendulum swinging, right? For every drink you have, there is a slight bit of anxiety mm. that you're going to get. For every line you sniff, there's a slight bit of anxiety. And the harder you push it one way, the further you push it back. But the truth of it is as well, it is harder. The more you drink for a longer time, longer amount of time, it is harder to find your base level. So your dopamine receptors can get saturated, get squeezed so much that... Even when you're not drinking and, and, and you're not on drugs, after a prolonged period of time, your base level is below where it's meant to be. That's your depression. That's your anxiety. So, mm. so you know, alcohol and drug abuse, or even just session at the weekends, is a massive contributor Definitely. to anxiety and depression. Um, I think it can, as exactly what you said is right. So, a drink and drugs, <clears throat> it can form a feeling of a mental bad mental health of the come down yeah. the anxiety uh depression will start to come in because what you start doing to your body you don't like it when you look in the mirror then that will start making you feel insecure which will start yeah. making you depressed but that doesn't mean that is you for all the all the time yeah if that is what is causing you because everyone has mental health at some point okay i suffer with mental health but not all the time so if you yeah. are getting anxiety and depression and you do the drugs and drink a lot you don't suffer with mental health it is the drugs and drink that are chemically imbalancing you. Yeah. Exactly what you explained. But so I I think I was I was born in as an addict. I re I really think I Yeah, you it. said that. You know, before. I, I was born as an addict, and I guarantee there are some addicts out there that don't know they're addicts that haven't tried a drug. Okay. Because whenever I done drugs, I, I'd done it like an addict. I remember once when I was 19, um, and I was doing a night in my in my dad's nightclub. I wanted gear so much that I give a dealer, took the SIM card out of my phone and give him my phone for drugs. That's that bad. Like, you know, so I've always been like an addict and, and, but Fucking it was, hell. yeah, like, that was bad. And that like was a what, friend of what mine. was it, a grand, grand? Uh, probably an eight ball, probably an eight for saying, yeah, like, and it was, it was on me. Do you know what I mean? And I probably could have gone to the cash point outside, but it's like, no, now, just in case that guy ain't there when I come back, I, I need it now. What do yeah. you want? Just took the SIM card out of my phone. It's, I can't remember what it was. It was a flip phone. I was 19, whenever that was. Yeah, fucking hell. But um, so with depression and anxiety, I feel people get confused. Yeah. Uh, John, I was talking about with you earlier. People get nerves and excitement confused with anxiety. Yeah, definitely. You know, having nerves and ex and excitement, it feels like an anxiety. So I've, had, I've had anxiety for years, man. Yeah. Right? Before TV, stupid career choice to get into. You know, I've always had depression as a child. I mean, as a young age, if someone wouldn't answer, like a friend wouldn't invite me out, teenagers mm. or no one would knock on my but door. That, but you know, that's ADHD. They're tra that's traits of ADHD. Yeah, I've learned. Yeah. I've learned so much about the ADHD as well. And uh, <laughs> I've got a couple of comedian friends that, that make videos about people with ADHD, really taking the piss out of out of them. And I watch it and I think, oh, the world doesn't really understand. You, you know, people don't understand like if you have ADHD, this is why we're susceptible to addiction addictions is because a massive part of ADHD is having um, natural low dopamine levels yes, yes. And, and releases of dopamine. So for instance, the dopamine hits that we get from alcohol and drugs are more intense than yeah. they would be from uh, everyday people. John, you don't have ADHD, do you? You know what? The more I listen, the more I think I might. Like, I mean, I know everyone now thinks they might. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon. But, like, I was a kid at school who just could not sit still, you know, always getting in trouble. I was just sort of very charming yeah. when I did it. So it never kind of got fine. Don't jump yeah. on the bandwagon. Do, <laughs> do you find Do you find another key, another key, um, another key trait is, do you find yourself getting into real deep... Um, thought loops over constantly constant existential mm. dread like you know it ties in with like anxiety and ocd constantly thinking like catastrophizing getting distracted the only thing that really gets me out of it is either like things i shouldn't be doing yeah. like yeah. you know like drinking in or whatever and then or if i'm focusing on a project and yeah. i'm really really in it yeah. takes me like an hour you know when we write this movie it takes me like an hour just to get to my desk sit down actually start yeah yeah and when i'm in that's i'm it. in yeah. yeah it sounds like he's got it he's but got it also do you uh, have a big penis uh it, it changes depending on my mood <laughs> just so, yeah, yeah. i was gonna depends, say i was gonna say because we both got small ones so <laughs> <laughs> no but also with the adhd and you have real lows you have real highs and i don't always think of the bad things i always think of the good things as well yeah you know what i mean if i know a girl's coming around for sex i've had sex with her about three times in the head before she comes around <laughs> and it's hell, the same God. when you had an argument with someone with adhd i'm yeah. thinking of every bad scenario that can happen yeah but what i think if if no one prior to having a drink or drug 
as not experienced depression, mental health, or some peaks or troughs, yeah. but then get it severely, yeah. even if they can come only drinking on the weekend. Yeah, if yeah. You didn't have any sign of bad mental health prior yeah. to drink or drugs, and now you do, yeah. you don't have bad mental health. You're getting a chemical imbalance from the drink yeah, and yeah. drugs. Take that away. Yeah, yeah. It's like, look, listen, it's fact that it's fact that alcohol is a depressant. It's a depressant, right? That's fact. Mm. It's gonna, it's gonna and also like it numbs you, right? So <laughs> what what I look, the, these are the things that the, the the weird thing about addiction and alcohol and stuff like that is the stuff that I miss the stuff that I miss from drinking. Um, I mean, I don't miss the cocaine at all. No. I don't miss it, right? The stuff that I miss from uh, drinking is the very stuff that's damaging to you, you know, like the, 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 the you know, when it numbs you, it makes you a bit wild and yeah. all, of, all of that stuff. But I think that if you're, um, if you're under the impression that alcohol helps you when things are tough, this is why it's such a bad, this is why it's so dangerous when things are going wrong in your life or stuff's difficult in your life because... It's like it is a vicious circle. You drink to make yourself feel better. The alcohol makes you feel worse. So you drink to make yourself feel yep. better. And then the alcohol makes you feel worse. And then you drink to make yourself feel better. It, and then what you think is, if I drink more, it will outweigh the moments where I don't feel so good. And then what you do is you think, I drink to make myself feel better. And then the then the time when I don't feel mm. good, I drink through that time. Well, I didn't like... You're trying I, to lap yourself yeah, in well, the I, I And then like, you're drinking. I didn't like come downs. Um, but no one does. But I'd be on a, on, on a three-day binge... And I was like, cool, I'm going to crash hard. So I might as well carry on. I'll just crack on until the point of like just falling asleep, like like doing lines and like I'm on sleeping tablets. I'm drifting off in between like bumping and stuff like that. And I would just try and think, but it's such a delusion in my head. This is how crazy this thing made me. So I didn't want to come down. So I wouldn't stop doing drugs. But any normal person would say, you will stop at one point. Yeah. So that come down is going to be ridiculous. But you know what? I've just got this analogy. So with yeah. uh, CA, Cocaine Anonymous, which saved my life, we read the books of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, because there's 12 proven steps, and this is meant to have worked with, with alcoholism. Yeah. So, and addiction is the same. It's a weird analogy, but mm. when people... Um, how can you go from being an, uh, a heavy drug user to trying to stop doing it? Yeah. And it starts with you. So this analogy is... Um, you know, if you're if you're putting a table together, yeah. right, and you're putting one of the little wooden lugs in, and you're yeah. hitting it in, and you keep hitting it in, and it's not going on that hole, right? It's not going in because you're putting it in the wrong way, right? You're, you're meant to turn it around and put it in the other way. You are going to continuously hit that and try and get it in the hole until you say to yourself out loud or in your head, oh, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Not only until you say that, then you will pick it up, turn it around and do it right. Yeah. You have to admit yeah. Admit, look at you, look at your flaws, look what you're doing and say, I'm doing life wrong. Yeah. No one can change. We can't expect anyone to change until they see and say to themselves, I'm mm. doing it wrong. So just take mm. a little step back. Just try, uh, imagine to be one of your friends or your family members looking at you. Just look how you carry yourself on a day-to-day -day life. If you think you're doing that wrong, tell yourself because you will not start to do it right until you admit that you're doing it wrong. Wow. Sorry, I hope that helps. Fucking hell, that's deep, man. Oh, that's, it's a shame. It's such a shame, man. I look back, I look back and that makes me instantly feel like, you know, I look at, makes me look at, all, for the, all that time, I fucking got it wrong. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but you know, mm. it, look, we're doing it right now. And look, yeah. we're trying to, I'm trying to help other people out, you yeah. know, um, but yeah, yeah, it's but you, no, it's a beautiful, you didn't know you were doing it wrong, yeah. Man. You didn't, yeah. I think that there's so many factors that go into this because 100% there'll be someone that's watching this now that's going, mm, I don't know, I, I don't know if I've got a problem or I don't know if it's bad. We'll put it this way people that don't have a problem with drinking drugs don't wonder if they've got a problem yes. with drinking drugs, yeah. right? So if you're watching this podcast and you're sort of sober curious or things are going wrong and you're looking for answers, you've seen one of our videos and you're like, what's going on, right? The, be the best the best thing that I can I can say is, mate, first of all, if you can get to the point that well, that Kirk was just describing where he's like, look, um, you have to admit you're you're wrong. There's something that's just between that. There's just something that's just before that. For me, it was like I knew, I kind of knew that the drink and the drugs weren't serving me anymore. Yes. I kind of knew that it was like my fucking getting old and um everything negative that was happening in my life was was as a result of drinking yeah. drugs but 
I was like, what does that mean on the other side? What's on the other side? Mm. What does sobriety look like? And there's this fear that looms over you where you're like, so I'll never have fun again. Yeah. That's the big one for like, me. Fun start. Listen, you can go like, look, people that are not addicts, you can go out and might have a beer or a bump. I don't condone it, but I'm not saying don't. If you can do that, that's you. That's your life. That's your journey. But trust me, I personally, as an addict, have had more fun going out on a night out. Yeah without the drink or drug yeah. because the anxiety. So I go mute when I've done drugs. Yeah, I yeah. can't talk. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I sit there. That's how we know that you ain't done any today because <laughs> you won't shut up. I do not talk. I'm <laughs> yeah. to the point of like first line, I might be a little bit ready to go. Two, three lines yeah. in, done. Yeah. I'm just buckled up. But I'll tell you what, I just went for a toilet up there, right? And saying that it's in a bar, it's quite a clean toilet. But yeah. I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. I needed to wash my hands. I wouldn't even put my phone down on the side yeah. to wash my hands. I put my phone in my pocket. Like, I was like, oh, get me out of this toilet. See, if I was on the smash, You'd be I'd sniffing be sniffing lines off, off the fucking toilet seat while some geezer's having a pony on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wouldn't care. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. One more thing and then my notes are done. Go on. If you, every weekend, right, are on a bender and laying in bed at whatever time it is in the morning or whenever you, um, this is going to do it all the time yeah. if you're laying in bed thinking oh my god what have I done to myself I'm not going to do this again that's a great that's a great fault to have because that's admitting you're doing it wrong if you then go do it the next weekend that's when you know you've got a drug problem if you have looked listened to in bed listening to the birds and say to yourself what am I fucking doing I ain't doing this no more I don't yeah. like this feeling yeah. as I said if you put your hand in an yeah. oven and burnt it yeah. you wouldn't do it again yeah, Why yeah. are we doing that? Yeah, you're right. But fucking hell, mate. I was doing that for 10 fucking years, waking <laughs> up off me nut yeah. or fucking, do you know what I mean? Not being able to sleep. Yeah. Spent all night ripping the end off it, the fucking amputee porn or something. And woke up. <laughs> I thought, what have I done that for? And then a couple of days later, I'm like, fucking, let's go again. And it's, that's insanity. John that's I addiction said. as well. So yeah. Insanity is doing the, sa just doing the same yeah, yeah. thing over and over and not getting a different result, but trying to. Yeah. Who, who is that? It's the chaos theory, isn't it? Uh... Who is that? Uh, that's, think, that's that's the producer. He ain't fucking Google. How does he? Yeah, no, he had Jamie from the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll look. I'll look. No, I, I think that's I thought, the chaos I thought like that was in a um in a Joker comic as well. Yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the chaos story. Yeah. So doing yeah. the same thing over and over. But and I'd say a different result. But, uh, but I'd say, look, listen. This is this is uh, this is how I've uh, and we'll move on to the next thing, John. You can take us on to the next sure. thing in a sec. But this is the way that I look at it. And feel free to uh, look at it. Look at it how I look at it. Right. I thought to myself, well, when I go sober, do you know what? I'll still, I'll still go out and I'll still see people and I'll still do. Fuck that, man! Like the way that I look at it now mm. is, I've got a brand new life. Yeah, and like so, the the shit that makes me happy, uh, I'll give you an idea of the the stuff that makes me happy. And, and, and like you know, when you go, oh, there's not going to be any more fun. The fun's all gone. I'll tell you what, my fun is now. Right on Sunday. I had the maddest day Sunday. On Sunday, I was like, I was up. I ran 10K with my brother. Right. And I come back to the house uh, and my missus wasn't feeling too well. So I said, well, I'll tell you what, you lie on the couch. I'm going to play with the kids. And I played a, I play a game with the kids called what, Tiger, where I'm the tiger, right? And I chase them around the house and I grab them. And then while I'm eating one of them and, and like attacking one of them and tickling yeah. one of them, the other one's got to fight, fight me to save her sister. That's, and we that, take it I in turns, right? And, and I thought to myself, I these kids, right, they do my nut because they go, right, can you do it for 10 I go I'll do it for 10 minutes and, and go, knacker do you get yeah, one yeah, and because I'm <laughs> my head goes and uh, and they they, they, they ne they're never at me like if yeah. I do it for 20 minutes they're like oh afterwards so I thought I'm going to go for as long as I can yeah. until they ask me to stop and I got to about 45 minutes and they they weren't backing off oh, so honestly that's a that great, great. that's life to me yeah mate. it was brilliant imagine if you were still on the smash Sunday yeah. morning your missus is up you're on the couch yeah. and she's playing tiger with the kids Fuck off! Yeah, leave Get alone. out, leave me alone! Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But now you're roles reverse. You know what I mean? You're looking after your missus. You're looking after that's life to me. That's yeah. life. And again, if people do enjoy the club scene, yeah. good on them. But there is other fun out there, Dan, and you and you're a product of that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'll look at some of your stuff and think, I'm gonna do that. Like I watched you do do the golf, you know, when you introduced me to your friends, and I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm watching this guy who I know his head is fucking crazy inside. Yeah. 
and I'm watching you like play golf and you just what's your golfing page sorry yeah the golfing geezer the golfing yeah. geezer and I was like it looks so peaceful yeah. there's a little bit of etiquette about it like yeah. banter as well you yeah, can proper yeah. like, have it with the lads and I've started it and it's great there is fun in life yeah, there is I, I think like look embrace creating a new you man like yeah. that's what I've done like there's 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 two me's man and, and the old me was great I mean the old me was great I mean he was a twat he fucked a lot of stuff up but he was great he was great he was great up until the age of when what? it was fashionable yeah yeah, he was great. He was great up until the age of about twenty nine, thirty. Like, and uh, but but he fucking dragged it out. That guy yeah. dragged it out for another nine we've, years. We've all got to grow up, though. Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and, I mean? and that guy was that guy served me great. He was fucking session. He was drinking. He was the life and soul of the party. He even got a cut of shags in here and there before I met the missus. You know what that I mean? That was a good night we had. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is to anyone that's listening to this out there. Don't be scared of reinventing yourself. In fact, embrace it. Yeah. Go and fucking try new things. Become a new person. And I tell you what, when someone you know that loves you says, I'm proud of you, mm. what's that worth, man? Oh, man. That's it. The bo- look, don't cry. It. Don't cry. <laughs> John, what's next? <laughs> All right, let's have a look. So, okay, the next uh, topic in this uh, area, so stigma. How yeah. does the stigma around mental health affect people with addiction? How can we work towards reducing the stigma? So let's discuss like stigma for people like actually saying that they've got a problem or an addiction and also people who, especially guys who ha- may have anxiety or depression and feel like they can't talk about it. Hmm. Well, can, sorry, can I go on? Yeah, so on. I used to be very open up until real recently about, um, look, I hate bring, keep bringing it up. But my Towie, I spoke about my anxiety. I even had my therapist on Towie, yeah. and I had some lessons. Uh, I had some whatever they call it, whatever he was doing to counselling. Counselling on there, you know, it's always been a part of my life. I never knew why I had anxiety. My dad had it severely, you know, from a young age. I don't know if it's hereditary or not, but I, yeah. I'd do it, you know. Um, but I'm now going in my shell a little bit, and I'm a little bit scared to talk about the mental health because people are starting to dig me out, thinking not me personally. This whole this whole new era, people saying, oh, you're just jumping on the fucking bandwagon. Mm. I'm now scared. Before, I was scared of being a man telling people that I'm upset. Now I'm scared of people saying, oh, you're just doing it for fucking likes. No, I'm doing it because the more I talk about it, the more I learn about it. And yeah, there is getting a stigma about it more. And I'm... I'm, Social media's done that to it, hasn't it? Yeah. Listen, I know there are certain people that jump on the the Mm. bandwagon and talk about depression. But even though if they're jumping on the bandwagon, they're still highlighting this thing. But yeah, yeah if people are quick to jump in the comments. Uh, it's getting me down, and having depression on depression is hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think I think look, I think that it's like, and I know there's a couple of key people that have said that to us. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. that said to both of us before. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been advised uh, not to do podcasts, not, yeah, not so, to do this stuff. So I got advised uh, by someone who was a very good friend of mine, um, who said, "Oh, don't, don't." do the mental health podcast and don't keep talking about mental health because you're going to get tarnished with that brush. I was like, this is yeah. my brush. This that, is that, my fucking I, life. And the thing that, the thing that, that kind of really got to me, um, you know, about uh, Kirk getting any sort of stick around mental health is, is because, you know, Kirk, Kirk like, if you don't mind me saying, Kirk, Kirk as a person is very damaged in, in, in that he doesn't even, he doesn't even, um, sometimes think that he belongs here to sit at this table. I mean, he said to me, he messaged me when I was getting getting this podcast back back into the studio and I said, look, would you be my co-host? He was like, thank you so much for your opportunity. And I'm like, mate, the fucking biggest episode we had on here was yours. You speak a lot of fucking sense. And the reason that, that is, is because of what you've dealt with in your life, right? And also what you've over, overcome. Yeah. Like, and the truth, the tr- I don't want to go too much into no, it because right, I don't yeah. want to cause, I don't want to uh, bring it down. But what you've overcome in your life and the mental health struggles, ah, coupled with addiction, mm. the only positive thing that we can take out of them things is to sit at a table like this and share it to someone else out there that looks at someone like you or someone like me and goes, "Fucking hell, well, if them if them lads are still sat there laughing and joking and being and and trying to be successful and get on with life and being good dads yeah. after going through that, then I can do it too." And I think the stigma, uh, the big thing about the stigma is because it is because mental health is considered like something strange. When look, everybody is swinging from one way to the next. You're one day you're happy, one yep. day you're sad. The only difference between the depression and bad mental health days and anxiety and that is how far you swing. And I believe that it's all about, uh, a lot of it is about, one, the substances and things you're putting yep. in your body, but two as well, managing your thoughts. When, like the stuff that I've learned about managing my own thoughts, 
Mm. I, I think to myself, if I'd fucking known this stuff when I was going through school, if someone had said to me, by the way, there is, you do have the ability to manage your trail of thought. You do have the yeah. ability to stop overthinking about yeah. things. You do have the ability to not react yeah. to, to what your mind's telling you. If someone had told me that when I was fucking 15, 16 years old, fuck me, mate. Mate, I'd be a, I'd be a complete... Um, but. You probably yeah yeah you know I'd be very very I feel I'm successful in some sense but you I are might, successful yeah you know yeah. I might be somewhere else in life but yeah you know it, the reaction thing's key so I'm I'm a fucking reactor and I really try and wind myself in yeah. sometimes because always there's always something that's going to happen in life good or bad as as a human with a conscious the one thing that we are good at if we learn it is how to react. So if I tell you to fuck off, right, it, it hurts someone. Yeah. You know, if I told you to fuck off in a different language, Dan. Yeah. It's just a word. You, you won't get to you. I'll be like, what's so, he saying? Do you know what I mean? So it's just how we conceive something as a person because of our environment. Yeah. But yeah, like I've, yeah, I, look, I, I suffer. I don't know why I suffer. Um, I go through spells of it. Um, I, and again, I, I keep saying I, I've had it since I was a child and I, I just, you know, but I think I think the way to look at it is that's just fucking that's just the way we are. Yeah, like, that's it. Like the truth of it is, is everyone out there has ups, up days and bad days, and some mm. of it affects some of us worse than others. So yeah. anyone that's suffering out there, you ain't no different to no one else. That's it. Like for instance, Kirk, I know for a fact that you're very similar to me in the way that, like, I mean, I done it this week. Someone didn't reply to me, and oh my god, the scenarios that I played oh, out in mate, my fucking mind. I am the worst, right? And I've 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 sort of fell out with a good friend of mine that I've been friends with since I was yeah. 10 years old, right? But I'm no one special. But if I choose, if not choose someone to be my friend, it's not like I'm a fucking king. But I mean, if I let someone in to be my friend, yeah. that's a lot for me because I, I suffer with insecurity. So if I allow you into my life, yeah. into my house to introduce you to my family a lot, I love you. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And and I had a friend of mine that I grew up with. He's very successful, self-made. He had, a, he had a normal life growing up, but not much money. And... um this is just my brain thinking and I can't help it. The more money he was getting, I was going through a bit of bad shit and stuff. I was... The lower down the fucking... He was getting longer to reply to me and stuff. And I understand people are busy. He has a very successful business. But you know what? After a while, man, like if I'm going to message you and you're going to take a week or two to reply to me because you're busy at work, that's fair. I understand that. But true mates ain't going to take a fortnight no, to reply. Bullshit. But if I can see you at that same time on social media taking a picture of a fucking champagne in Harrods while you're shopping, but you're too busy to, take, to text yeah, your friend. Yeah. So I, I can only deal with that so long. And this is where I need to sort of bite my tongue. And yeah. I say, you know what? Fuck you. I ain't happy. You're my friend. Yeah, yeah. You're my brother. I'll tell you things that, that, that yeah, I wouldn't yeah. tell no one, not a but, family member. But, and for you to just blank me. Yeah. And look, I've lost a few friends like that. That's a downfall with me. But me, I have to say things how it is and how I feel. Because they get caught up in here. Yeah. What I need to start doing, Dan, though, is writing them down yeah. before I verbally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it happened with me and you, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, you stopped speaking to me completely. Yeah. And the, the scenarios in my head, I'm thinking, what have I done wrong? Like, and it's and yeah. And all it was was I was I was getting on with my life and session. Yeah. You was getting on. You know, we didn't. We we I think we went out to Fort Park, both our families together. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then maybe a couple of messages were missed, and da da da. And the next and that's thing, it. I just you know, yeah, you just you just cut me off. Yeah. But yeah. But that was when I was heavy. Yeah. heavy in the bag do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean and, and but listen yeah. what but the, the, the point of that is is look Kirk so if you knew back in the day or if you knew now if you if you manage so for instance that 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 absolutely nothing comes from us taking say for instance like your the person isn't replying right uh, absolutely nothing comes from us going I mean I've, I've got I've got this with someone I've had this with someone recently where I'm like mate come on man come on man come on man come on man and I'm not getting back what I want yeah. so then you get angry and then you want to tell them yeah. the truth of it is if you can train yourself to not even need the closure yeah. right and to uh, and to just be like and, and do you know what that comes that comes from that comes from um um self-worth yeah. your self-love as well yeah accepting and just being like do you know what everything calm down calm down calm down calm down yeah. like anyone that is meant to be in my life will be there naturally yeah. I, I and you know i'm going to stop trying to grab people and pull them back in yeah. and if you can really train your mind and this is what i'm talking about about being able to master your thought process and try and try and think about your thoughts like mm. it but you know it's, it's, it's impossible to do that but you can talk yourself out of wanting that closure. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, like, and you're very right. And I do. I don't do that all the time. Now, I've had friends where they ain't replied, and now I just go, Kirk, just that's their life, buddy. Yeah. Let them know you. You. 
all right, yeah. you know my number, I love you, brother. But this one friend was, yeah, yeah, was yeah. a day one. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean... I think we've all, everyone's had it. You know, but, you know and, but with a friend that told me not to do the mental health stuff, um, yeah. this is our... Uh, it does get me, it was a bit two-sided. So person's very busy. I do understand that. I was ringing him for about two weeks, three weeks, no reply. That's fine. Yeah. I understand. You've fucking got a very busy life. I've watched your life. It's very busy. So I just got two missed calls and thought, you know what? Let me do what they've done, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just see my phone for, I'll ring them tomorrow. After the third time they rung, I got a text. We're going to fall out. Yeah. Like, no, man, that's not fair. You yeah. can't then, like, yeah, yeah. just, you know what I mean? But, but it's what it is. But yeah. listen, a lot of it's my problem. But listen, you've got to remember as well, for anyone else out there, like, we're all, we're all ego ego driven people especially men yeah. um and, and 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 also and also like it's impossible to not feel hurt and abandoned yeah. it's impossible yeah but what you've got to do is when, when it's happening try and talk yourself out of it john what's next my brother because me and him are on one today yeah. i mean yeah no i mean that's great stuff well dan you actually mentioned um a bunch of like techniques that you said have helped you kind of control your thoughts and that you wish you know you both could have known as a kid what are some of them could you like that's yeah. someone now is real struggle, struggling with either anxiety or like yeah. catastrophizing. What kind of advice would you give for that? I, I try and see my thoughts. Um, I think this is this is sing, um, single handedly the most important thing that I've learned through my sobriety. And, and it goes back to as well saying that, um, you know, what's the fun going to be? Well, getting to know yourself is is fun. Right, and, and also the, the, the you use words like clarity. You you are left with your thoughts when you go sober. It's mm. fucking intense. The, the noise comes into your mind so quickly because everything that you've managed to dampen each week comes back. And I my biggest um, technique is looking at my thoughts as um, voices that aren't mine. Right, so. I believe that we that we're a consciousness, right? And and the thoughts are around us that are being created, right? They're they're not us, right? That the thoughts are being created, and your thoughts can run like as if they're fucking like 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 snow or water down a fucking mountain, right? Mm. And if you keep letting them go down that same thing, they'll produce fucking. You know what I mean? Like tracks in the snow. Tracks worn and paths, in. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where your thoughts are going to always, always go. go. They're always going to go down into that negative route. So look at your thoughts and what's going on in your mind as uh, stuff that's created. It's not you. It's not your voice. Situations. Yeah, they're situations. They're hypothetical situations. I mean, I, I've, I've, I, I've created complete hypothetical situations. Like the, the shit is the fucking app. I could have written whole fucking movies <laughs> in my in my mind uh, over just saying, all right, and someone going, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, fucking man. hell. What? And then by the end of it, he shagged me missus or something. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell. And that is, yeah. that is the creativity, the storytelling in your mind. You know, do, 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 do. if you can stop and see what your mind's doing and go, whoa, 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 I call it a negative thought pattern. Mm -hmm. And if you can really hone in on that and start to fucking control it, you can control your fucking, you can control your life because everything around us is everything. Our enemies, our friends, how well we're doing in life, how good we look, how fit we are, how sexy, how, how much money we've got and everything. The perspective of it is all thoughts in your mind. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Yeah, mate, that's that is it. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It's summed it up fucking great. Now, it everything's going to happen, regardless or not. Good things and bad things are going to yeah. happen, and and yeah. if you can learn what you said, I'm going to really take that on. Thank you. Yeah. But also, what you guys are talking about that is almost the foundation of so many like spiritual ideas. Yeah, you're you're not your thoughts. You're separate to that. Yeah, and when you start identifying with them, that's when yeah. the suffering comes in. Yeah, so it's having that equanimity and just being able to like. Allow your thoughts to pass. And it doesn't yeah. mean that yeah. you're a weak person if you're having no, bad thoughts. You know I, ju I, mean? I just, just means you've got a powerful brain. That's yeah. it, man. You I'm know? Just, I, I love that. No, well done. Thank I really you. like that. Thank yeah. you. But I cringe at the fact that I'm becoming spiritual. Um, <laughs> like, you be wearing a robe next week. Yeah, I'm turning into <laughs> Russell Brand. But I do love Russell Brand. But what I mean is uh, it's weird that this midlife crisis has turned into like an awakening that's turned into like finding myself. Yeah. And all this shit. I used to listen to people saying that. And now I get it. I get it. It's like. It's like a light's been switched yeah, off. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like fucking discovering really what, how to manage my life for once instead of trying to yeah. hide from it. How it's I feel with sobriety is if I look back at all my drug using days and, uh, and I always, I've got to explain. So when I say used to be an addict, me, I'm always going to be an addict. So when I say used to be an addict, I mean 
when active. I was active addiction. So, yeah, because I stated I feel like I contradicted myself. But, but no, I like it when you say when I used to be an addict. Yeah. I like I actually I'm, like that. I have to. I have to. I have some people that say you can't keep identifying as that. I have to identify as an addict. Yeah. Right. And and it's because if I say I'm not. Right, then you can go and have I a beer or a line. Go yeah. back there. I'm not saying that the people are saying mm. you've done it. You know? It's such a hard conversation to have because I don't, I don't want people out there that are going to give up to then to, to have to call themselves ag- yeah. addicts for but the rest of their me, lives. My journey, but what if I look about my active using days? Right, yeah. it was very dull, dark. Yeah, um, and it's like. The, the, as soon as I become sober, it was just like switching a light on. Yeah. Like if it sounds so weird, you know, look, man, this is cheesy analogy, but you know the the film Limitlessness. Mm. You yeah. know the first couple of scenes, it's uh, they've put a blue filter on it, and it's quite. You know when he takes that first uh, the, the Limitless tablet, and the saturation and, comes and, in, and all the brightness. That's how I felt with sobriety, yeah. man. And and listen. The journey that I've done isn't for anyone, everyone. People can do different things. They, But I think you said it last week. I really advise for someone, if you're going to give up drink or drugs, please take something else up. Yeah. You know, um, I was feeling a little bit worthless at the moment, so I've just taken up golf. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really given me that sense of learning yeah. and earning at the same time, you know. Yeah. So, um, Well, you need, some, you need something to go to, because, something to go to, especially when... Uh, because that void fucking screams at you, yeah, doesn't it? Man. But look, I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of lucky and unlucky at the same time. So I'm lucky enough. I'm quite comfortable in life where I've got myself now. I don't. I've got. I've got a house, you know, all yeah. paid for. I've got a car, no finance, and it's not me blowing my own trumpet. That sounds great, but I really don't have to go to work that much at the moment. So, which, you, so you're is, lacking meaning. I'm fucking. I feel worthless, man. Yeah. I really do. So that's why I have to keep telling myself them quotes that I said last week. I am where I'm meant to be yeah. in life at the moment, you know, but yeah. yeah so even, but I think just times. to focus on that, that, I think that's a common fucking feeling, man. I yeah. think, I think like that. It, I think lockdown exacerbated that massively as yeah. well. And people just couldn't go yeah. to work for a lot of them. Fucking yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like, so, but yeah, look, I know what my flaws are. Um, I just, I, I love life, man. And, and I think you opened up life to a new chapter for me as well, Dan. So I do, I, I do oh, owe man. you a big thank you. Because I was, I was just at this journey and do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I do owe a lot of thanks to you. I get no, right I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, don't I get, do. my, I, you're I, getting emotional. Yeah. Oh, no, I but I do, you, I owe a lot of thanks to you. I do owe a lot of thanks to you. No, you, you can see the real Kirk, you can see my creative side as well. And yeah. You can take me with a pinch of salt where you've got ADHD as well. You... Yeah sort of can separate my creativity to the yeah definitely vibration. i mean i can, I can anyone de- else would just say i can i can definitely i can uh, with all due respect i can see how someone could sit opposite you and go uh yeah he's just a, he's a bit yeah. mad yeah and also he's just kirk off tally yeah, whereas um, me when i look at you i think fucking this podcast needs you because you're a wealth of knowledge mm. and purely because like you are fucking uh the viewers man you yeah. are you're you, lost the yeah yeah um I reckon we should go into the uh, listeners okay, now. Okay, let's do it. Um, yeah. All right. Okay, so over to you, John. Okay, so we've got a couple of uh, listeners who've sent in some voice notes. Um, I'll play them down the mic to you and give me your thoughts on them. Uh, this guy's asked to remain anonymous, so let's call him uh, John Dyke. Hugh. Yeah. Hugh? Oh, no. He's not off the BBC, is he? Could be. Um, I don't really know how this podcast is going to work, but if you could potentially cover something on what you do when you're feeling the urge on a weekend, what you would change to, how your mindset would be kind of thing around that. Um, just sort of like ways and things to do with your weekends other than getting on the sesh or good substitutes that you've managed to find. Obviously, exercise is a great one, but mm. I mean, so you feel like you're still not missing out kind of thing. Uh, Cheers. I'll do a quick one. Just a quick one, quick one, quick one. Uh, we thank you t- for the message, by the way. Yeah, thank you, my brother. Um, quick one, quick one, quick one. Um, find projects to keep you busy during the weekend. Um, manage your thoughts. If you're thinking it, start thinking that it's a thought you're thinking, that mm. it's not you thinking it and saying it. Um, and that's just work. You put that work in, it gets a little bit easier. When it pops into my mind, have a drink, or do you want to drink, or do you want to have a little sesh? I'm like, ah, ha, 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 I know who you are, and that's not me. That's the little sesh gremlin. Fuck off. Um, fitness is a fucking belter. We've said that before. Yep. And um, yeah, just fucking find projects to keep yourself busy, Kirk. Also, yeah, if you want to sort of go out in a, in a good environment and still enjoy some kind of, lads thing go like top golf or places like that because your friends might be able to have a pint or they might not you yeah. know but you can try and do something while they're drinking doing something with the lads like we went uh out to the casino not condoning it for everyone because some people yeah. can't do that they was having a little drink didn't even 
Yeah. I didn't even look at them as, oh, that, that's exciting because we, yeah. we were doing our thing. So yeah, yeah. they're in a load of things, you know. You can go go-karting with the lads. You yeah. know, you can go top golf. I know some people can't afford it, you know. Yeah. Go out with the lads, do a fucking Saturday morning 5K or something like yeah. that. You know but I think, mean? I think if, yeah, I think if, and if you're on your own, yeah, just try and find projects, man. Try and find projects. If you're, if you've got a trade, create a business idea. Sit down and, and fucking research everything. I, I used to do jet washing for five years. I just yeah. sat there and watched every kind of video about setting up businesses. Yeah, start a washing. fucking business, man. Start a business. We'll uh, invest in it if it's good. But no. I've got enough businesses. But, I can't know um, more. But no, thank you very much for the message. And there, there are so many things you can do. And it, it's, it's, we can't just name them all on the podcast because, but trust me, just yeah. do the start, go, ease yourself out rather than distance yourself from the lads. Just say, lads, you want to go, yeah. if they're going to go out on a Friday night, Say, oh, if you was going out at nine, do you want to go top golf at seven first? You're still going yeah, out yeah. with him, and then you can go home after with nice. a family, have some food. Like that. Uh, Jonathan, what's next? Yeah, please? okay, so we've got Nina, uh, who has a question for you guys. Oh, uh, Jonathan, and if yeah. you want to if you want to add anything to these, feel free, my friend. Nice. I didn't do anything on the weekend. I just stay in and uh, look at the wall, waiting for... All right, and maybe don't add it. stuff then. <laughs> Fuck it, <you> know? <laughs> Now, what I do, what do I think? Go to uh, yoga and then yes. also. I want to start that. Yeah. All right. Let's do, let's let's start yoga. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's not Nina. Nina. Okay, Nina. Hi, Dan and Kurt. My name's Nina. Um, I'm at work right now, so you might hear a few weird noises. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask if you have any tips about how to support a friend who has told you that they have a problem with drinking drugs. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes it can create a bit of tension. I mean, in the past, she's asked me to, like, not let her drink or not let her use, and it's caused a few arguments. Um, now our relationship is a bit better and we speak quite openly about it, but do you have any tips mm. or any, like, insight you could give to people that have a friend that or a family member that they're supporting? Thank you so much for all your help. Um, you're doing like some beautiful work. Oh, thank you, thank you, Nina. Uh, Nina, um, first of all, sorry for laughing, but Nina, uh, she had very, a very attractive voice. I'm very sorry. Yeah. She got a sexy voice. Yeah, yeah. Can you turn off the aircon up there yeah, as well? Because cool. I can hear that through the thing. So, Nina, what I would say is, first of all, well done for you for reaching out to a friend. Second of all, well done to your friend to reaching out to you and saying, "Can you help me stop doing? Uh, was it drink and drugs? Let's just say both for now." Yeah. Um, when I went to CA Cocaine Anonymous, which you can find anywhere, I'll always repeat it. Please Google CA. The letter C, the letter A, where yeah. to find it will tell you where they are. If your friend has reached out to you, they're probably be at the point now that they've had enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can chaperone a friend to C A and you do not have to talk. You can just listen. Yeah, yeah. So um sorry, there Go on, mate, keep sorting going. out some aircon issues in the yeah, studio. So um yeah, I, I just would say if they have asked you to stop help to help them stop doing drink and drugs. The, fret, the, the person who's suffering at the moment, well done, because that's them. That's yeah. them admitting what I said earlier, that they're doing it wrong. So Nina, uh, just ask her if she would like to go to CA Cocaine Anonymous. Find out your nearest one in your area. They have them Saturday mornings, every mm. evening, sometimes in the day. And the reason I say to go is because you don't have to talk. You don't have to yeah. say your name or anything, but you can just listen to other similarities there. And the key yeah. is listening to other similarities. Yeah. And then you start to find help. Once you know what your problem is or your friend's problem is, is when you can learn how to stop it. You're at the moment all you know is that you 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 have a drink or drug problem. Your friend doesn't know why. So hopefully if you take them to CA, yeah, they will find out, open up and find out what their problem is. Wow, that's really good advice. Mm. Um yeah, I think uh, I mean Nina, it sounds like like you're finding it quite awkward and quite hard. Uh, and it's causing a little bit of friction because maybe you guys are still doing stuff you used to do that she doesn't really want to do or she's putting the pressure on you to not let her do things in certain environments. So my advice would be to you something that I really appreciate when my friends do it to me. And that is invite me to go and do things that don't involve alcohol mm. or drugs at all. Um <laughs> which is weird saying it because you know everything shouldn't really involve drugs but with some of my friends 
the only thing they do is drugs. But some of them say to me, oh, you know, would you like to go for a walk? Would you like, you know, we went hiking once and da, da, da. If you could find something, Nina, that you and her do together once a week that doesn't involve being in a bar club or anything like that, she'd really appreciate it. And um, and then talk, man. So like a nice walk, man. I love going on a walk. Um, and uh, And then, yeah, introduce her to the podcast as well. Thanks, John. Any any advice, mate? Or um, I was just laughing that you guys were laughing because the voice was sexy. Cause Man, I, that I, was hard. That was <laughs> hard. Was sexy. Look, I'm going to be voice. I'm going to be honest because it's such a, it's such a tricky like environment, you know, because it's mental health, it's addiction and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm a comedian, man, <laughs> and like it sounded like something hey, was Dan, vib- yeah, it sounded like something doing? was vibrating on her end of the phone as well. Which yeah, <laughs> she had a, she had a very nice voice. Yeah. All right, thank you, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, no, I'm sorry. If We're schoolboys, aren't we? Yeah, sorry if that was rude, Nina, but um, you should try the sex lines. Okay, go on. <laughs> All right, so we've got a message here from LJB who wants to share some of their advice from rehab. Oh, Perfect. wow. Okay, let's go. Hi, Dan. Uh, not really a question anything for your podcast, but there's a few things I thought might be worthwhile sharing that I um, learned in rehab at the start of the year. Um, so the first thing is called dysphoric recall. So we quite easily obviously have euphoric recall where we psych each other up, you know, when we see our mates to end up, you know, getting, getting loose, you know, remind ourselves of the good times using. We don't often use dysphoric recall. So, so whenever you get craving, if you use dysphoric recall, you remind yourself of those awful times, uh, the worst, the worst. And then it prevents you from having those cravings because you know you're going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. The second thing I learned is intimacy over intensity. So um, by using, obviously, we search for that intensity, something to, to fulfill our, the void we're missing. Whereas you need to be looking for intensity in life, uh, sorry, intimacy in life. Wow. So you've got a bit more? And by intimacy, I mean finding wholesome connections with people rather than the connections we create by using. Mm-hmm. Wow. And finally, I think this is a really good one, is to turn that particular drug into a person in your life. So for me, I was addicted to cocaine, so my therapist said to imagine that was a person in your life, so that particular person, so they're destroying my life, they're taking money away from me, they're making me become a slave. They're making me destroy my family and friendships. Um, if that was a real person in your life, you'd cut them out if they're a friend. Wow. So why didn't you cut that particular drug out of your life? Fucking brilliant. And when you put it like that, it makes you realise that you, you need to get rid of it out of your life. Oh, man. LJB, Thank that's you. Great. Listen, I've been in recovery for a long time and I've done Cocaine Anonymous. I felt that I've learnt a lot. Uh, thank you very much. That's great. And he actually puts ball tank up that I wasn't really aware of. So when I went sober for the first time um, and my using the year prior to that was just extreme and disgusting and horrible and dark. When I was, I had the urge to do drugs. I was thinking of a good time from when I first ever started. And it was in my head. I was at my mate's kitchen and that, and I was like, fuck me, that's my addiction. Reminded me of a time, not that was a few months ago, the, yeah. the horrible times was about yeah the, the and that's what he's time. talking about yeah. the dysphoria that, yeah that that was great and um yeah that's great and and the thing what he said about turning coke into a person yeah i've had many people in my life that are toxic mm. that are bad that are bringing me down bringing me negativity making me feel shit about myself so i've cut them off so using cocaine as a person that, that's a great way of thinking that's a brilliant analogy um i done a vi- yeah i don't i, I mean yeah oh, wow well great stuff i mean i personally already use the the method of thinking about sad times mm. um i've got a uh, a vision in my head of my grandma and granddad died unfortunately and their house was empty because my family was selling it and when uh, i hit my rock bottom uh, nine ten months ago um i wasn't at my house i had to stay somewhere else and i ended up sleeping on my in my fucking grandma's house uh, weirdly on the floor underneath the only thing that was left in the house was a fucking was a cross uh, with Jesus on it and I'm not very religious and it was fucking horrible I can't imagine man. and like you know and um, uh, yeah so you got to take yourself back to him man oh, I, I do that was really good quick one what I just need to say about uh, addiction so there was two, there's two forms of addiction um, I'm not sure 
as if every addict has it, but there is, so there is um, allergy of the mind, then allergy of the body. So the allergy of the mind with drug taking is that you are, you think that you have to take a substance to sort this mind out, which a lot of users yeah. use. But then I had, and I know a lot of people in my sobriety journey had a, a, a allergy of the body. So all I want is just one line. First of all, that's all I need. I just need one line just to calm down my fucking head. I've had a, a real bad week, but then the minute I have that one line, one drug or one substance, I have a fucking allergy to it that I have to consume as much. I can't stop it. Mm. No police car following me. No fucking family member being ill. Oh yeah, no you said you, you once had a police car. Go and tell us that story. Oh well, I, yeah, I had a police car behind me, not following, like, like not following me, right, but just in traffic, and and I, and I thought that oh, they're gonna pull me, they're gonna pull me. So so I'd done a bump quickly <laughs> because I thought if they pulled, they'll take my drugs off me. I won't be able to do them. And that at least I'll insane. be high in the fucking. That's just insanity. But that's not really happened. If there's any police watching, never really happened. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, you can't prove parody. anything. You can't prove anything. I actually read ones. Uh, Kirk's just an actor. He's never actually drank or done drugs before. <laughs> never. I actually see, uh, I read a book before, um, uh, one of the uh, sort of ex-gangster books. And uh, the police, uh, he had a load of drugs on an A to Z book. And the police had knocked on the door. They knew him by name because he, he was a proper face. And they've said, oi, so-and-so. And he's literally gone, you got no evidence now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Sorry yeah. to laugh about drugs, but, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Really LJB, like, that was really good, yeah, by really the way. Yeah, like, really like that one. And that is a great analogy. And I do, I picture, I picture, it's sad, really, that my nan's house has turned to that. But I picture my nan's house when I romanticise on the drugs. So that's a great one. Mm. Um, come on, let's do so. How long are we doing for time, John? I say we got about six minutes before right, an cool. hour. Should cool. do one. Yeah, one or yeah. two more? Yeah, yes, it's please, so mate. One more than please. the other things he's got. No, I think we're oh, six minutes. We're out, mate. We'll have to cool. do the rest of these next week. Yeah. I mean, Perfect. I mean, the, the, I, do you know what? It's like it's an emotional roller coaster. It is. There's a lot of ups yeah, and yeah. downs. Yeah. I'm yeah. crashing. Um, all right, this is a message from Miles. Here we go. Hello, mate. Just wanted to you know answer the question of when you have a relapse after a fairly long period of um, being sober. How do you deal with it? Um, the second time round, getting that motivation going again. Miles, thank you very much. Um, listen, when you relapse, it's a journey for some, not for all. I'm not condoning anyone that's that's in recovery to have a relapse, but just remember why you went there the first time, why you chose recovery the first time, mm. you know, and that hopefully that is enough. And remember how good life was when you went sober. Mm. I don't even know the person, but I know if someone's gone from addiction to sobriety, your life was so much better. But always remember that reason you chose sobriety for the first time. Mm. That should be enough to, that was enough to send you the first yeah. time. Don't kick yourself and don't beat yourself up though, Miles. It's happened, man. You know, well, you're going to beat yourself up and jump into a packet, which is very easy for someone with a craving or, or an addiction to do. So, you know, be proud that you've just reached out to us. You know, thank you very much, mm. Miles. And you were strong enough to do it before. I think you're going to be even stronger to do it this time. Wow. Love that, Kirk. I think, um, I think, um, use it, man. Use it. Use it. Make it your nan's house. Make it, make the feelings you're feeling when you relapse, take something positive out, positive out of it and collect all them feelings and put them, uh, put them inside you so you can recall them every time that you want a fucking sesh. I don't really know if I relapsed because, you know, I, I wasn't heavily addicted to drugs. For me, it was the, the alcohol really. And I, I went sober for a long period of time and thought I'll be all right coming back. And, and the speed and the escalation of my drinking and drug use during that time um served me yeah uh to to fucking go sober properly it made me realize i've got a problem so yep. it's part of your journey again you know this ain't an excuse to go and relapse but um if you're in that thing it's part of your journey use it for a benefit yeah and listen John. you're always sorry you're always going to have a um i said you're always going to have another relapse in you but there's a chance that you might not have another recovery you know it, wow. it, yeah. you, you've got to, you've got to say it Ari, is it can lend, lead in death that's you know what like listen Anything can, but you know, it's it fucking, can kill you. It can kill you like that. It's simple as, you know, simple as. And, you know, some people won't get on a motorbike because, oh, I'm scared of like dying because there's so many motorbikes, but you're going to do some gear. And you know how many people die of that, you know, just, just, just think. And yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's do uh, one more quick one and then it's, then, uh, then we'll say goodbye for the week.
guys, I've just uh, listened to your um, joint podcast, you and Kirk, John, what a podcast. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Will. That was brilliant. Format, just content. Um, I wasn't really a Kirk fan. I just thought it was just too much previously, but this was really good. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, Dublin. Both just brilliant. So, awesome stuff. John, thanks for playing that for us, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Um, I thought the sound was better in my mind, but yeah, That's no, thank cool. you to David for, yeah. Wow. Thank man. you, David. See, you saying... needed to hear that. I hear that yeah. shit all the time, man. I hear that all the time. I mean, I'm, I don't take it for granted, but I hear yeah. all the time in my inbox, thank you, this video. You needed to hear that. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm glad. Listen, I, 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 since I lost my dad, if I could, I said if I could make one person smile a day and one person yeah. not kill themselves a day, yeah. that's it. You know what I mean? But, um, I'm not sure why he wasn't a Kirk fan before. <laughs> 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 you, you have to take something negative out of fucking it. No. See what I mean? This is what I'm, this is classic Kirk ADHD, bro. No, I mean, I'll do no, the same. So, he's so like, much. hold on a second. Did he say he wasn't a fan? <laughs> like, but. Um, no, I know. Maybe he just didn't know you. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, I, I needed to hear that as yeah, well, did, you know, obviously. because it's why we do it. Yeah, and we had a couple of negative comments. We always get a couple of negative comments. We had someone say, "What was it?" Someone commented on the podcast on one of the clips and said, "Oh, fucking weak men." Yeah, weak. Because we, we were what were we were talking about in the clip. I can't remember now. It was one of the clips that went out. We were talking about saying, "Can Just someone mental health?" And yeah, someone said, "Oh, fucking weak men." You know what? Fucking Andrew Tate wouldn't have this, and um, <laughs> and then uh, and said something like, "Oh, you wouldn't last long in a fucking." In a war and I thought to myself do you know what if you speak to any like real you know any any of our servicemen and stuff like that that come out the suffering the, the suffering, suffering that they go through through their mental health and stuff yeah. like that I mean talking about it I know that a lot of people would approve it but also like come down I said well did I reply to him I said come, come down. down I'll do a little spa with yeah you. come down the box what about gym. so apparently um I I um Hate women. Do oh yeah, we had. Yeah, but yeah, Kirk. Kirk had one. Uh, I Kirk. messaged Dan. I screenshotted it. Yeah, not, Kirk. I, I'm not reading the comments no more, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not reading the comments. He's very sensitive, our Kirk. I am. No, but listen, like, but we, he, he, yeah, a lady had said that you know you. I'm co horrible. You're coming. You're coming across like you hate women and da 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 yeah. because you were talking about your ex and what had happened and 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 I just had to reply. Look, he, if he comes across that he's angry, it probably it's probably because he is. And yeah. this is a problem. Not that, two women. No. To yeah. A woman. Yeah. That fucking yeah, and me. this and this is the problem that we have. Um, and by the way, uh, the lady that mentioned that, if you're watching, like it, it's fine, man. Everyone's welcome to comment and have yeah. opinions. And we had a little discussion on there, but I removed the comment just because I didn't want it to rattle up any more negativity because it's not productive. But um, um, Kirk, Kirk's a lovely guy. There's no hatred in his heart, and any hatred that is in his heart for anything is because he's been burnt. You know, like like many of us and, are. And also, this is something I've learned is that it's just it's okay to be angry like yeah. i think from a young age a lot of us like we're told we're not actually allowed to be but yeah. if you but you're allowed to feel obviously you, you don't want to go out and like smash it up because of no, it but you can feel it feel yeah like you are like you are allowed to feel your feelings which is so much of, yeah Sure. Yeah, and it, it's very difficult to express an opinion as a man these days. I've got to be honest with you. Just because Kirk said, Do you know what, I didn't like what that person does, does not mean that he doesn't like yeah, the how, gender. How am I allowed to be judged? So, I, now, so now this woman thinks she has every right to judge me on on just by watching a 30 second clip of me talking about yeah. a woman, a woman that hurt me. Yeah. She now, she, I oh know Kirk, he hates women fucking lumbered women i was raised by a single mum that i watched cry laugh smile cuddle us beat yeah. herself up daily to raise us the best she could you know i have nothing but admiration to women and i mm. women ladies born with vaginas yeah yeah you know i've got nothing Whoa. <laughs> but no. not the ones with dicks is that what you're saying yes yeah no listen uh, women go for a lot trust me you know yeah. and i don't like that people saying i don't like women because you know i have a daughter yeah. Yeah. You know, you have daughters. I don't like people yeah. thinking that. I respect women. Yeah. I would put myself yeah. in, I'm not even saying this to be a big man. I'd put myself in harm to protect a woman. I learned it from my dad. Yeah. I watched my dad, you know, get involved in some stuff if he thought some punters at the club were talking to women or doing things to women they shouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? So I don't like that. It yeah. was just that a particular woman yeah, yeah. really hurt me. Yeah. And you know, and and I just had to. Yeah, I had to. Opinion. I had to say. To, I had to say to Kirk as well. You know, don't never be. I mean, I've 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 had it before. You know, I've said some stupid stuff in the past, and da 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 da. And maybe I was a little bit like, do you know what I mean? 
too much of a lad's lad back in the day and we learn I learned through having daughters you know but us men you've got to remember us men are very immature it takes us a long time to grow up yeah. uh, and also we don't always and this is a problem that we have especially when we're arguing with our wives or we're arguing with women in general is that we are not intellectually or vocabulary wise we, you know I, I, I constantly fall, come a cropper with Shelley you know I'll be wanting to say something but, and you'll just go, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. And she'll, and you know, there's no, like she can just, you know, we never win arguments, basically what I'm saying. So take everything we say with a pinch of salt. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean bad things. But anyway, listen, John, thank you very much for navigating us through that episode. Pleasure. Thank you, John. Yeah. And, uh, Absolute pleasure. Picking them. And um, John, man, like I just want to say, you are an integral part of this. Where can people find you, John, if they want to reach out to you as well? Yeah, if you want to say hello or jump on social media. So my name is John Kogan. So my social media is Kogi11, K-O-G-I-E-1-1. Uh, yeah, come say hi. I do like sketches and stand up and stuff. And yeah, me and Dan. And he's in a band. And, and I'm in a band. Yeah, if you like electronic rock music for nerds, that's us. I'm a deep <laughs> diehard nerd. So yeah, come say hi. Love you, John. Thank you very Love much. You. Kirk, anything you want to finish on? Uh, yeah, I just thank you very much. Honestly, thank you to everyone, to Brighty, my life, my children, my father, my mother. Yeah, I feel like I'm receiving an Oscar. No, honestly, I'm just real, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really enjoying life at the moment. I love this. It's giving me a little bit of um, worth, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Good. Are we all right with the cameras? I think, yeah, so... There we uh, are. Yeah, it's stuck on my terrible face. Right. Hey, Kirk, do you want to say that again? Then we'll cut it. Yeah, uh, go on. No, I just, yeah, just thank you to everyone, all the comments that I get, you know. Uh, to be honest, even some of the neg ne negative comments, because they do make me check myself, which I need now and then. I'm yeah. human. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't leave the house in a nice shirt, and then I get home, it's going to get creases in it. Yeah. So you iron them creases out. So yeah, you know, anything um, I've received, love, hate, it helps me. Daniel, John. My parents, everyone. I'm just in love with life right now. Ah, I like that. It might be the two Red Bulls and fucking two double expressions <laughs> that as well, mate. Um, all right, I'm going to finish up by saying this. Ladies and gentlemen, you can come and see Menace to Sobriety live. We are doing Menace to Sobriety live in Vauxhall, right here where we shoot it. Um, it's going to be me and a special guest. Hopefully, Kirk, if I can get him to come along as well, yes. uh, is going to co-host it with me. That's Menace to Sobriety live. We're going to have interaction, live interaction. We're going to pick a topic. We're going to have a chat and we're going to interact with the audience. So if you are passionate about this podcast and you want to come along and get involved, we're going to film it and we're going to publish it too. A ticket link is now for the first time ever in the description. You can come along and see us or swipe up on the Instagram or DM us for the ticket link or whatever. But yeah, Minutes to Sobriety Live. We're going to do one a month. Touch me, baby. Touch me. Thank you very much for tuning in, sharing, caring. Kirk, I love you. Thank you I love you. Share, share this and tag someone in the comments. Leave us a comment. Feedback is always warranted unless you're having a go at us. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye.